2: plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans plan features and taxes and fees may vary
0: listen to every MLB game live the deep left center field it is high, it is far, it is gone
1: stream minor league affiliates the Midwest League home run leader Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB At Bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only three ninety-nine per month.
0: Deep left field, it's gonna go. Alvarez
1: ties the game. Subscribe to At Bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Defense played out of mind. Uh, how about that D, baby? Six ten Sports Radio, KCSB, Kansas City, WDAF HD two Liberty, always live on the Free Odyssey app. 11 o'clock hour, Cody and Gold. Always a weird song to start the hour with, I feel like. I just never know when to jump in. And it's just like, it's like you know, there's some songs that I feel are more fitting for a start of the hour and some aren't. I don't know. Like, it just, what do we start? We already started. What we do we start? Do you start when? But you're, I don't know. Welcome to the jungle now. That's what I said. We Before. Already, we already started. The show's already started. It's a, it's a weird one for me to start the hour with whenever it comes on. That's all I'm saying.
0: Hmm. Well, I can't help you there. Sorry. It's too late now. We've already done it. Already and you know it. that Quentin's music taste is like, it starts obviously with like poison or something in the eighties. And then it's like classic rock through like 1998. And then I, I think know. Quentin stopped I, listening to music.
1: Well, you missed I think Friday. the year he was born, he stopped listening to music. You were not here on Friday. And Vern was in at this point in time. And somehow we, got, we were talking about the baseball players that were being interviewed, their favorite French fries. And so, of course, we're talking yeah, about yeah. fries. And naturally you get into the fast food fry debate. And we learned on Friday that Quentin, who's producing today, has never had McDonald's in his life. Wait, the fries or the whole meal? As in spent a dime at McDonald's, you know, the most popular fast food chain on earth.
0: Just, just real quick, Quentin. Um
1: I was stunned. I really was. I thought about it all the You weekend. were
0: born in the these United States of it's, America. Well, it's global. It's global. <laughs> it's global. Was he born?
2: Yes. It's McDonald's. My kids are three and five. They've had McDonald's. Okay. I've, had, I've had two things from McDonald's. What? you? Oh. I've had their uh, breakfast burrito. Oh. And I've had when the McChicken was on the dollar menu. Okay. So he's had some McDonald's. That's
1: it.
0: Still Never, no. fries, not never no, not had fries, Mac, fries. Not a McDonald's fry. Never a hamburger. Not a Big Mac. Not a hamburger.
1: I was stunned on Friday. We don't have to revisit it fully, but I just... I, I, I couldn't believe that. I really... I thought about it all weekend. I was trying to remember, like, how I... When was the first time I had each of the most popular fast food chains? Someone said it's almost like he was born into an Amish community and escaped.
0: Got into the car, listening to ninety-eight-nine, <laughs> the rock and the rest is history. <laughs> had never seen a McDonald's, only listened to like ACDC from the 80s. What do you think he's like? He's like just, a
1: time traveler. you're just running across a field and then found a, a, a <laughs> abandoned
2: car on a road and just hopped in and it just What did you drive
0: a Trans Am? I got to figure out what kind of ride you, you're I in. I do
2: know how to drive a manual. That was my I, dro- I drove I a, He's in his
0: early 20s, he knows how to drive a yeah, manual. That's good. I can still drive a manual, but like, I don't know, I'm, I'm oh, at way point, older than
2: you. At, at this point, I'd burn the clutch out a few times before, <laughs> you know, I'd be able to pick it up again, but I'd, I'm confident All i confident I'd be able to do it.
1: The good thing for it, your arteries are a lot cleaner and clearer yeah, than, ours. than Than a lot of us that had McDonald's just, at in young I just age.
2: don't eat out. I mean, if any any restaurant or anything like that, I don't eat out a lot.
1: That's, I mean, that's good. It's cheaper for the most part and usually healthier,
2: but yeah. Uh, you were here on
1: Friday for that, so I want to make sure you.
0: I, I appreciate it. I would be a little bit uh, worried about it. I know on Friday also you guys talked about the cap situation, which makes yeah. sense. It's great news for the Chiefs. We know that. The cap, I mean, I can't believe they jumped it. I kind of thought they were going to try to slow walk at gold. But I think what happened, honestly, is they realized how much it's going to jump every year, and there's no way to walk it slow. The gambling money and the TV money and the streaming money that is coming into the league is going to see the cap go nuts. For the next 10 years in a row, probably. So there's no reason to do it. But I, you know, I found myself, because initially it's always like great for the Chiefs. Everything's great for the Chiefs because it normally is. But then I thought back and I was like, you know what? This really saved the ass of two teams. I'm annoyed a little bit that hmm. it saved their ass. It saved the Bills and the Bengals from having to do what the rest of the league have to do figure out how to be good while you're paying your quarterback a pile of money. The Bills were really up against it. They were officially entering their. We're screwed here. They sold their soul each of the last two years to try to get a Super Bowl title. And instead, I think that this cap move bought them two more years of runway before they're screwed again. Look, eventually, they're still going to be hurt by where they are cap wise and how much money they've handed out to different players. But they got two more years of runway on this. And Cincinnati, too. I think the whole tagging T Higgins, which we can talk about individually here in a minute, and it else in between. It helped them maybe the most besides Kansas City. Kansas City currently has a league average amount of cap, despite being a back-to-back Super Bowl champ. But the Bills were supposed to be dead in the water this year, and now I'm not ready to bury them because of this.
1: Right, I I think... Anybody that whoever, I don't remember the, the team, but whoever had the, the three most caps free, uh, the three Saints, Bills, and I can't remember who the third one was, but it was those two for the, sure. Three most, I'm sorry, not worst. Oh, worst. most. Whoever had the, the most caps space. Texans, who knows. Okay, so wh- those are the teams that actually were hurt the most. You're like, what do you mean? They have even more. But what you're saying, Your there, 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 there were same. other teams. You were, like, If you were the commanders who already had 90 million in cap space, you're like, man, we're way ahead of everybody. Well, now you're yes, you have a hundred million dollars more, you know, instead of ninety, you have a hundred million dollars, let's say, in cap space based off a of projection. So it's it's great for you, but yes, it helps bring some of the other teams to the pack. I still think though, where it actually has the impact are those teams that have in-house options, they have to figure out. So the, the Bengals, yes, with T. Higgins, the Chiefs, Chris with Jones. Chris Jones and Lejarius Sneed. Sneed. I, I do think that's where it actually helps you more than it is that, oh, you're going to go out be able to spend a ton of money on free agents. Well, yes, yeah, so is everybody. The, the dollar amount, to a certain extent, for the contract that Gabe Davis or Curtis Samuel are going to get. It went up it, the same amount of million for every team. Correct. Where it helps you, I think, is... The in-house option. How likely is it now the Chiefs are willing to get a three-year deal done with Chris Jones? Same, you know, with Snead versus, oh, the, the tag number, $19 million, it's $10 million more next year? Nope, no problem. If they're going to do it,
0: and this is where it becomes really important for the Chiefs, for the Chris Jones thing, and for, like, Cincinnati and those others, you should be paying anybody you want to give a contract as fast as humanly possible. Like, get Chris Jones a paycheck before some other defensive lineman gets a paycheck in the new world order. I'm just telling you, oh, well you better be first on the docket, not second or third or fourth. Because I'm telling the second Justin Jefferson gets a contract, whatever the hell else you thought you were getting a wide receiver for – well, you can kiss that number goodbye. It's going to be Tyreek Kill and Devonte Adams, but five times worse. But I still think it bought those yeah. teams more leeway.
1: Yeah. Well, I, on Justice Jefferson, I I don't think that's getting done anytime soon. But on the Chris Jones point, whether the cap went up or not, the minute you allow him to go to the open market, uh, I'm afraid to see then. It's over. Yeah, I think it is because there's going to be a team that's willing to actually pay him what he wants. This is where as much as we always talk about, hey, the Chiefs have to reach a certain dollar amount to retain Chris Jones. Chris Jones has to make the decision on is what is he willing to give up? You know, it's it's a negotiation for a reason. If he's just got a set number and this is what it has to be for me to sign long term. Well, then he's probably that's something that you're going to go get from, you know, uh, 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 the Tampa Bay. Bucks or the the, the Carolina Panthers or Chicago Bears and a crappier team. But but like, can you make the argument now based on these
0: cap? And this is what the other teams, Cincinnati and Buffalo, I just talked about this is what they should be doing too. Based on the way the cap just went up, would Chris Jones just take the deal that he wanted last year? Like I'm just dead serious. Now the Chiefs can afford it. Before, I understand why they left those financial constraints <laughs> on themselves because they were guessing where the cap was going to be. Well, the cap is way more. And it's going to be way more. Hey, Chris. We totally remember that number you were asking for. Will you take that exact number now? Or is your number, do you want your number to go up the amount that the league year just went up and the whole league is going to
1: go up? And that's the problem. Well, uh, the hurdle that I I've said it over and over, I, I can't get over in the Chris Jones negotiation is what changed for the chiefs to where now they're willing to get to that dollar amount. Honestly, like this is not a rhetorical question. Like, He's still great. He's the same well, player he was he's, before. He's a year older. Back to back Super Bowl he, champs, he's, going he's, for a third. He, he's that's the last part. That's the only part that I actually can and get. Because yeah. uh he had less sacks, he's a year older, and I was I, I wasn't willing to do that a year ago. So unless the argument is that we're going for the three P Let's just do it. Screw it. I I, I don't know why, if you're Brad Veach, why now would you be willing to give the deal that you weren't a year ago when now the age thing at the, in the final year of the contract becomes a bigger deal? We led the show on Friday, Cody, talking about Aaron Donald, right? Because Aaron Donald signed his extension three for 95 uh, a year Older than what Chris Jones would be signing. And I asked the question, are you good? If I tell you next year, Chris Jones on a new deal, he's still a 12 and a half sack guy, just as great as he always has been. But the final two years of that three-year contract, yeah. he's an eight sack guy and a five sack guy. Would you sign up? Yeah, I would. At th- you know, Let's say it costs you $32 million sure. a year in the final year of the contract. I think the, the other point, and like we'd said with the
0: Super Bowl thing, is that technically if he would take the same deal that the Chiefs You know that he won it from the Chiefs last year. Technically, the cash value of that is less. It's less harmful than it was a year ago because the cap taking the huge... Again, the Bills essentially now can just be like, well, we're still kind of screwed, but now like the Von Miller deal doesn't matter anymore. That was supposed to cripple him. I was supposed to kneecap that team for a couple of years because they went all in to try to pay a guy to try to get the Super Bowl championship, and that was supposed to hurt him. Now it's not really going to hurt him. Now they're still one player short. It's not going to hurt them as much. How about that? It will still hurt them, but it won't hurt them as much as it was expected to do. You would mentioned free agency, and I, I was having a completely different thought about the Royals over the weekend. Um, one, I'm just happy baseball's back. Feels good. Salvador Perez is talking about, like, starting to feel some of that, like, 10 years ago Royal stuff, and I pray, pray that he's right. But I was thinking more about, like, how, like, we talk about all this all the time, like, the Bills being all in and, like, the amount of all in a team is every year. Remember, I think it's the Ringer who does the all-in index, For NFL teams this year because the Royals gave Bobby Wood Jr. $288 million signed Walker signed Lugo. I gotta be honest. And they've been bad for a decade. They're all in index is starting to get up there a little bit from baseball's perspective. In which case I think they should just keep digging in further (laughs) major league baseball because of the way that it's gone over the last couple of years in free agency. There are a ton of really good baseball players still available to be signed right now. Look, because of the position player thing, I'm not, I'm not telling you to go get Matt Chapman because I like where the Royals position player stuff is. And maybe even to a point, make an argument for the starting pitching, although I would just say, give Jordan Montgomery a bunch of money and then just have a really good Major League roster. But let's just take it to the reasonable stance. Go spend more money. There are one of two names right now available to be in your bullpen who make you better immediately in my mind. One is Ryan Stanek, who is available. He'll cost you $8, $9 million a year, right? And one is Matt Barnes, who's coming off of a worse year out of it. But if you look at relievers and qualified bullpens, you can still get really good ones on the market as it sits right now. And you and I both know that it's still a very unproven, very unproven grouping of players out of the bullpen in which we're hoping they're good. Just keep throwing money at it. That way you've got numbers to throw at this problem and see if you can't solve it. Part of me thinks is you're so far in now with Bobby Wood Jr., You should try to go a little
1: deeper. Yeah, but the Bobby Witt Jr. deal is a long-term deal. Sure, it's not just for this season. The Bobby Witt Jr. extension—he's still playing the three or four years that they already had him under control. They just added years to the end of it. I mean, yeah, but you could pay for the player now that he's not making the money. I understand, but I don't think it's the to me what they have done this offseason is clearly last year the evaluation season is unacceptable. I told this to Vern though. I still think there's a ton of evaluating that's going on this year. I mean, let's be honest—we know what you're getting in Waka and Lugo, and I think we know what we're getting in Bobby Wood Jr., but after that, I mean, there is still evaluation going on with Vinnie Pasquantino, MJ Melendez, Brady Singer, Cole Reagans, Daniel Lynch. Like, there's still about Michael Garcia. I mean, keep going. Like, there is still plenty of evaluating to be done, but what they have done through the offseason is buy themselves some time to where, all right, let's build up the farm system a little bit among other areas with this organization, is international as well. That's what this offseason has done because it's weird. Like we all look at this team and we're both optimistic. Can we sitting here in August and where they're still, let's call it within five games of a playoff spot. I mean, I, we could all sign up for that right now happily um, easily. So yeah. that is definitely what the offseason was about. But on top of that, I, I, I do wonder a little bit, Cody, if what they do this year it, it, to me, it depends on who's involved. And, and Vern said he doesn't think they can be in that position without having the young pieces also step up. But there isn't, to me, a scenario fully, like 100% guaranteed where this team ends up winning 75, and I'm like, man, they're set up for the next four years. Because Michael Walker, Seth Lugo, and others... Couple of years. Or only here for a year, maybe. Depending they have an option. I mean, they could be here for one season. So yeah, I, I think it just bought themselves time. Like basically like we're not going through another fifty six win season. That can't happen. And if I'm JJ Bacolo, you got signed off to go spend some money and to better the roster and hopefully be far more competitive. But I, I don't think the moves they made necessarily this offseason are moves that are gonna still be Uh, Directly impacting in 2026. Maybe you disagree. Like, no, this is also why I like the idea. Are not long term moves. This is also why I like giving more veterans
0: more money now out of the bullpen because I want to do what good organizations do, which is slow walk the guys to the majors who need to be slow walked, come up when they're with Merrifield's age. Buy time with the farm system. 25, 26. Yeah. Load it up. Load up the major league clubs so you can buy. I'm with you. So you can buy time in the farm system so you can. Take time for the players who might need time. Look, the great players—they'll go through the system quick. They will. They just—that's the way it works. They'll find their way to the major league club faster than the other players because they're just better than everyone else. But for the players that that need the time and need the seasoning down there, buy them that by spending even more on the bullpen. Look, they've—and I know I'm getting greedy. They have spent—they they spent money on like Bobby Wood Jr. and I think the position players in general—they added in there like Winford. They've added some good depth. They obviously spent money in the starting pitching. They've added players to the bullpen, but there's still big question marks there. Sure up the one part of the area that at least we don't feel like, I don't know for sure that their plan is like 80% of the way there to the bullpen. It's a lot of like uh, taking a, you know, not a prayer three, but taking a shot and hoping it lands in versus I see the plan in the starting rotation. And I'm just like the more baseball gets later and later in the spring training, you can act like it's different than it used to be. The players who are available now are not bad baseball players. Like Jordan Montgomery is still sitting out there as a starting pitcher. He's not a bad base. He's one of the biggest names out there. He's going to get a big contract from whoever finally convinces to be in there. And I know that he had talks with the Cubs or whatever.
1: Yeah, some of it, as you know, though, is who gets Red hurt, Sox. you know, waiting to see who gets hurt. Does that obviously create more of a market for you as a, as a player if somebody is, you know, if somebody yeah. ends up getting injured, if you're the organization, you're watching spring training, you're like, man, the bullpen. We thought we were. This doesn't look good. Like, whatever it may be. I mean, those are moves that can alter. I mean, Cody Bellinger just signed with the Cubs. Yep, he always wanted to stay. He's with, what made me think of this, by the way. Yeah, he always wanted to stay with the Chicago Cubs, and he ends up getting a deal, and now it, it you know, it brings even more injury energy to spring training for Chicago. I don't, I don't think Bellinger was really signing anywhere other than Chicago. It just feels like one of
0: those. Yeah, no, I don't think so either. But that's exactly the point. Look at the talent you can add. <laughs> just look. I mean, I kind of want to just dig in now at this point if you're the Royals. And look, if we ranked out all the baseball, we took the 30 teams and we said they're all in index. Where are the Royals? Like 15? Because they're still young. They still haven't, like, this isn't, this isn't 13 or 14 as far as the year of progression. But they got to be more desperate than at least half the league. They're not more desperate than the Yankees. Fine. But they gotta be more desperate than about half the league to get back to winning ways. And not just because of the stadium thing, because that'll get that'll get decided long before they well, I don't know. At the same time yeah, they step days onto days a baseball into the end
1: season field. or whatever. Yeah.
0: They don't have enough time to be bad at baseball enough. Could you imagine they like 0-4 and, and they get outscored like 50 to 1? <laughs> just like, ah, oh, come Jeez. on. Don't don't just play this thing out. Let's go two and two. I'll take 500 all year. I'll of take course. 10 and 10, 20 and 20, 30 and 30. I'll just take five hundred. The whole damn year for the Royals. I absolutely will. But I want... Like, they're committed. I'm not denying that. Part of me just thinks double down on the commitment based on where you
2: are.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's always going to be a desire to go spend more. Um, I I think some of it... Let's see what happens, too, if they were to get off to a good start. And that's where, you know, trade deadline conversations and things like that get interesting. You know, if, if they actually are showing though that if they are 40 like, 50 if, and 50 if it's may uh excuse me if it's june and the pieces we thought would be good are good but man we're like man th- this bullpen is gonna drag them down otherwise they got a shot to actually go do something that's that's a conversation then i think you have via the trademark sure. as you know there's always relievers available at the trade market we we've been on the flip side of that always, consistently always relievers you can go acquire at the the trade deadline so I, that's why i'm not as like, oh, my gosh, go get another bullpen arm. I think you can figure that out. If that ends up being a problem for you, that's an area you can actually fix in season. Let's hope, by the way, we're talking. I would love to be sitting here, as weird as it sounds, uh, in, in late June. And we're like, man, everything seems pretty good. They get, they're get they rolling. they are a couple games above 500. But, man, that bullpen, that's going to end up costing them. I would love to be sitting here then saying they didn't do enough. Cody was bullpen. right. They should have given somebody <laughs> That else. would be a good problem to be in yeah. if everything else turned out well. It for wouldn't
0: them. even feel good to flex on it that much. It'd be like, I hope we're there. I really <laughs> do. Trash of the day.
1: We were talking about fast food earlier with uh, the McDonald's. Uh, yeah. Not going to McDonald's for for Q and I and I do think we need to bring in some McDonald's for you just to like or just go take a trip like you're like a kid getting his first happy meal because it would be your first happy meal. It would um, have to be a happy meal. You're a Wendy's guy though, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, what about this? So Wendy's is planning Uber-style surge pricing where burger prices fluctuate based on demand. Yeah, this is a real thing. Um, Wendy's CEO uh, announced the new system on a call with investors, noting the pricing menu will begin testing in 2025. I'm getting dynamic pricing for a cheeseburger? Yeah, so we're still a year away from this testing. But basically how it would work is, let's say you get the Dave's single. You know, it could increase by a dollar as lunchtime is underway. And then drop, out. then drop down by the same amount after the lunch rush. So it could be two o'clock, and that seven ninety-nine burger is six ninety-nine. But if it's at noon, it might be eight ninety-nine. With constant pricing shifts, Wendy's will rely on new digital menu boards. Twenty million-dollar investment in high-tech menus. Uh, and for reference, the food chain's location charge is five ninety-nine for a burger. The Times Square location charges eight nineteen, so they're saying that it already happens. But this sucks. That happened. That's a location based, not this a time terrible. based. That's awful. So, you're, so I'm in line at Wendy's and it's noon, and you know, we eat lunch at noon. I'm going to pay more than if you waited till one fifteen to get your double cheeseburger. Man, that I hope this isn't a trend that's successful at all. This sounds
0: terrible. I hope it fails miserably. Sorry, Wendy's. You're really gonna charge me a dollar for
2: eating lunch at lunchtime? Yeah, it's, it's awful. lunchtime.
0: That's when I'm supposed to
2: eat. Guess I will be going out to fast food restaurants even less I mean, this than I is, already do. Yeah, this is
1: ridiculous. Could you imagine if you sat at a restaurant, like an in 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 you know s- sit down restaurant is what the word I was looking for, sit down restaurant, and. It's dinner time, so all of a sudden Uh that that fillet actually is ten dollars. It was actually ten dollars more. But if you wait, sorry, sir, you should have eaten that fillet at three p.m. in the afternoon. If you eat at eight thirty, it's more. And I understand places have happy. We just got ripped off from Johnny Rockets in Vegas. Yeah, like I I get happy hours a thing. So if you want to call that dynamic pricing, I guess that's way different. Saying that, like, oh, if you have dinner or you go in and there's appetizer specials from four to five thirty, is not the same thing as a fast food restaurant, though at noon when you're, you're you're at work right you got a 30 minute lunch break we've all been there before and you're like i gotta get fast food real quick and you go up there that's the time you gotta eat you're, you're gonna pay more it's already i'll just be honest with you the fast food pricing has already just gotten out of control
0: yes. like the fact that you mm-hmm. and i gold if you and i are just like hey we're gonna pop by mcdonald's we're gonna get a extra value meal for our guy q <laughs> three of us are all gonna get some food so we can get him a chance to try a mcdonald's fight 30 bucks at least well, yeah, Maybe thirty five for the three of us. You get a quarter for three
1: meals. You get a quarter pounder of cheese, you know, a little medium size with a Dr Pepper. It's going to run you like eleven fifty something. I yeah. mean, what's your Chipotle order up to these days? That's must be honest. Less. Why I've been going less. I don't know if you noticed. What are you up to? Fourteen bucks oh, if you get the double I, meat. If, well, I don't get double. I never get double meat. Okay. I, I just get the bowl with a little chips and salsa and a cup for water. It ends up being like fifteen something.
0: For and you're drinking water. Yeah, you get a fountain drink. You might be. Too, you're, you're. Yeah. Eight. You're eighteen dollars deep. For a single person's meal. And now they want to charge me a buck because I want to eat at lunchtime? Also, what is the qualification of it? Are they going to let me off the hook on the early end? Like 11? Or is it just 11 to 1, you're screwed no matter what? It's just, well, it's not or is exactly, it based on how busy they it,
1: actually are? They claim it'll be then, not a time thing. We're just presuming that certain time. We just pick We're just in a lot new.
0: of order, so it's a dollar more yeah, for that burger it's now. It's
1: implementing a dynamic pricing model that will see prices fluctuate throughout the day based on demand. So am I going to be able imagine, imagine so you're much. in line. That's what I was getting right he at. in front of me, okay? He's in front of me. It's starting to get busy. I look at that board, and it, while I'm waiting in line, that's the seven ninety nine combo. But all of a sudden, you know what? It's my turn to pull up, and it moves up to $8.99. Is that going to happen? Sounds like it would. Could you imagine this in any Can other Can I just like, order on the app, save myself some money? This is ridiculous in
0: any setting. Like, just think about this from any setting. You'd be like, oh, sorry, Gold, that uh, that beer you wanted to get at the bar, it's normally 5 bucks. at 6 now because we're busy. You're like, what? No, it's just like, just tell me what the price of the beer is. Why am I being charged more for I, a single I, drink based on the time of day that
1: it is? Yeah, I really do hope that this this fails because I don't want it to be successful because everybody else will eventually do it as well. That would be terrible. Those new menu boards, at someone point out, they're going to be asking you for a tip on that too. Oh, my very God. Clear. Yeah. We're just going to charge you an extra
0: buck for that, and they're going to flip that little screen over as you tap pay gold with your phone. And they're going to be yeah. like, would you like to leave 15%? Sir, I would not. There are, there are places I've just decided I'm never tipping.
1: Like not, not to totally be rude, it's just a like weird, awkward spot. Like I went to, um, what do you do if you're you go up to a counter somewhere? So you're inside. You go to a counter while you're paying. They bring the food. Like so, I was at Gates Barbecue uh, yesterday. I hadn't had Gates in a while. I said, hey, "Why not? We still need to take." But Drew. you, you stood so, in line. So I stood in line and you I, your I food? got a beef on bun combo, fried drink. I'm sitting there. I'm paying. They bring it, and there's an option to tip. I did after they brought it or before? No, they didn't bring it to me. I'm standing right there. Ah, no you know tip. how it is at Gates. Well, I hit the tip button. I felt guilty and pressured, so I hit the tip button, and they thanked me for it because nobody else, I guess, in front of them did. That's not. That's not even a story for me. If it's a tip, it's a
0: couple of bucks. It's like here's a few bucks. It's, I'm not. You know, I'm not doing fifteen percent, twenty percent.
1: Yeah, but like it just pop. You know, it pops up on the screen, fifteen, twenty, or whatever. Which you, so you wouldn't tip in that spot normally. I was like, do I tip Typically, here? No. Yeah, and I tip on in almost every circumstance. If I'm driving through a drive-through, there's no chance I'm tipping. Absolutely not. I'm sorry. If I'm going through the drive-through, no. Uh-uh. If
0: I'm doing ninety-five percent or more of the work, this is a no-tipping situation. As in, I stand in the line, I order my food, I fill up my drink, I clear my plate. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. if I'm doing all of those things, I've done the work. Uh, you're just asking me to tip you for the food, which I'm assuming you've marked appropriately yeah. based on the price that you're charging me for. Like the like, and again, I'm not anti-tipping in general, but there are places like. I had a tip screen pop up for I was at a sporting game, and the self checkout, like where you go to no, the cooler, well, grab yeah, your that's... beer, and scan it yourself, was asking for a tip. You're like, for who? Uh, my, am I? I'm do I get think,
1: this money back or something? I'm hoping that that is just hey, the systems are all the same throughout the whole stadium, and they have no way to change that, and it is what it is. I'm hoping that's what that there is. There was
0: like one guy standing there just making sure like someone doesn't steal all this stuff. I'm like, am I tipping this guy
1: yeah, for what? I, I, making so, sure. People don't steal things. I'm not stealing anything. Text line's right. 913-586-7610. Like, yeah, the, the whole tipping thing was initially just based off the service you got while sitting down inside a restaurant. If we're talking about food, there's obviously, like, that. that's what we, it used to be. And now it's just like they handed you the bag of food. Yeah, and do you want to tip us? What about a place like Smoothie King? Because this comes up a lot for me, too. So, Smoothie King, I walk in. It's like a subway order, situation. It's kind a late, of a tough yeah, middle ground. Order the an- a buck. It's an- like a coffee. Yeah, the Angel Food, you know? You get a little 20 ounce Angel f- Angel Food. It's fantastic. Smoothie. sounds And then rich. No, it's, it's too sweet. Well, it's very yeah, it's a strawberry and Oof. banana. Yeah. Anyway, so it'll pop up for tip on there. I tip but I I just do the lowest option, but I'll tip on that cuz they're th- they're at least It's tri- I think it's they're like a coffee. I think it. it's a buck. Yeah. That's a tipping
0: situation, but it's not like a 20% tipping situation. This is why I keep cash most of the time. in the the low leverage tipping situation, which it feels like you're supposed to give something, coffee shop, smoothie place, you know, you, you give them a buck or two, depending, you know, no big deal. But, like, I'm also not trying to leave 20% for, like, I don't know. This is yeah. cra- it's still crazy to me. All
1: right, that's the trash of the day. Up next, Chiefs Red Half Hour. We get back into the news about an extension coming for Andy Reid and what it means long-term for the franchise.
2: Chiefs Kingdom, this is Mitch Holtus, and welcome in to the Chiefs Red
0: Half Hour on Cody and Gold, every day at 11.30 on your official broadcast partner, the Chiefs. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
1: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. you put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medella is your reward. Medella, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. 610 Sports Radio. It is Combine Week in the NFL. You're going to get a lot of rumors, reports happening throughout the week. You'll certainly get to hear some of the uh, speculation about some of the top draft picks. We'll get to that during what's trending. Actually, a couple of players are already deciding not to throw. That's always a huge deal. Who's going to throw Cody at the no combine. One. Who's going to actually talk to teams. Who's not you know, whose hand size is a little smaller than everybody thought. All the, the outrage, the scouting combine. We'll talk about that a little bit later on. But there is one report out today, that, which is the complete opposite of the ridiculousness that we saw in December and January for the last two or three seasons from Mike Florio, which was him suggesting Andy Reid was going to retire. The opposite has happened. I did uh, like that he had to send out that tweet and be like. Reports say Andy Reid's working on a new contract. Yeah, that's initially from Tom Pelissero that Andy Reid and the Chiefs are expected to begin work on an extension, which would make him the highest-paid coach in the NFL. So, a- absolutely, And uh, this is I think key because not only does he just deserve to be compensated, but his current contract ends after the 2025 season, so two more years of coaching. Now, you can leave if you want. Doesn't mean you have to fulfill the full contract. But if he's going to sign a new deal, that means it likely goes to 28, 27, something like that. At least an extra right? year, right? 26 at minimum. Sure, I which, would think 27 or 28 most likely. And So, again, it doesn't guarantee that he's going to play out the the full deal. He doesn't have to. But it makes you feel even better about what we've been discussing, which is if Andy Reid is healthy... Why would you walk away, man? It sounds, it it is simple. Like, I think it really is. A football lifer that has the best quarterback in football. Maybe a guy that has a chance to be the greatest of all time. And you as a head coach, I think have a chance if you coach another three plus years to be the greatest coach of all time. That door is opened up, especially if Belichick doesn't coach again. Why would you step away? So an extension would make all, all kinds of sense.
0: Our stance has only gotten strengthened by the last couple of weeks. Andy winning Yet another Super Bowl. What do you think? That's getting him closer to quitting? (laughs) He's not a quarterback. He's not a 37-year-old John L, right? He's not not playing a position where he also has to risk his body in order to do his job, gold. All he has to do is coach. Normally when we talk about, like, the, well, you know, maybe they want to go out on top or those. And he just wants to coach football. Go out on top? Well, they just retire now. This would be going out on top. Three Super Bowls in five years. Completion of a dynasty. This is as on top as probably anybody could go out if you wanted to walk away right now. So if he's not doing it now, he's not stepping away from the sport. I'm telling you, maybe I'm way off here again. But five years ago, I think right around the time we started this show, I told you that there was at least five years left of Andy Reid. And I'm telling you again, four, five years later, there's at least five more years left of Andy Reid in this city. And he should be the highest paid coach in the NFL. That's the most logical thing ever. Don't let somebody else make more than your head coach makes. Doesn't count against your salary cap. You don't have to put it in escrow like a big, massive player contract. You just pay the man the money that he's earned. You're a dynasty. You're the best team in football. It's easy enough to pay him the amount
1: that he deserves. Andy, 65, Belichick, 71. So if health is fine, why wouldn't you coach for five more years and get to 70? And during that five-year span, what, win another ring at least? That's that's the expectation. I had someone ask me over the weekend. I was on uh, BetQL uh, talking sports betting, and one of the producers just off air was like, do you think, though, if Andy got three in a row, so he'd 3 Pete, would he want to just ride off in the sunset? And I, I started laughing. I'm like... Honestly, oh. at that point, what why not win 4? Like, I mean, that would be Why <laughs> would you quit after winning 3? <laughs> like, why wouldn't you if you know there's more to This is different than Manning riding off in the sunset in 2015. His career was over. He was he was his, his good, body he, he was done. His his playing declined. And so, if you're Andy, yeah, I mean, if they three-peated, and the first time in NFL history, I'm sure in his mind he'd be saying, well, shoot, we've won three of these in a row. Why can't we make it four? My guess is that would be his mentality. So th- this Who is walks the- away from a three P and just be like, you know what, guys? Good enough. Yeah, you can't stop in the middle of a dynasty run. Of the single greatest run in NFL history? Who would walk away from that? You you just can't. I don't think while the dynasty is still active, I think you run this out until the dynasty is over. That's the only way in which. So there's the one. We mentioned, like, the health
0: thing. And he even jokes about it. He's like, that's just because I'm a bigger guy, right? You just think that, like, my body's not going to hold up? There's no indication. Like, a couple of years ago, it seemed like a real storyline. Because he kept showing up to training camp using, like, a cane and stuff. From some, like, off-season procedures. Seemed great. Seemed great this year. No questions. The only other thing that could happen is, I could see Andy if, like, they had the downturn. You know, like, we go the next four years and the Chiefs don't win a Super Bowl. Maybe he just decides, okay, uh, I'm 70. It's been a great run. I love my NFL career. It's time to pass the baton to the next person. I also... Don't think that's going to happen. You mean a downturn in which
1: they don't have any wide receivers and the offense struggles for much of the season, that downturn? There's no evidence
0: to support it's even possible for this team. I know that that sounds, like, overly confident. And and if you were probably listening to this show in any other market, you'd be like, okay, grow up. Teams fall short of stuff all the time. I'd be like, show me how. In the last two years, they traded away the league's best weapon, had a mediocre defense, and won the Super Bowl. They followed up the next year with a really great defense – the league's worst wide receiver unit, maybe, or at least bottom five, mm-hmm. and a league average offense, and they won the Super Bowl that year, too. Show me the path where they don't at least compete for them, and then I'll entertain the conversation. But it's nuts.
1: Yeah, I love seeing that this morning. And, you know, eventually when the day comes that the deal is done, we won't get the official number. Maybe it leaks out. It's a little bit different with coaches, and uh, that usually is a little closer to the vest, but he absolutely deserves to be the highest paid coach. In the NFL, it's actually surprising that it's taken this long uh, to get to this point. You know, that's going to be north of at least $15 million. I,
0: I, I'm surprised. We'll never know the number. That's probably 20 $15, 20000000 It's not a bad day at the office for Andy Reid. Um, not bad at all.
1: Now, thinking of money, thinking of new deals. Someone we've discussed and how he could impact the offseason decision-making is Charles Amenehu. He was on NFL Network today. He was just talking about the season, high praise for for Chris Jones during the interview. But at one point, they asked him if he did enough to potentially get a new deal. Remember, he signed a two-year deal, so he's one year through it. He's got one year left on his contract. His response to that was, quote, I think I did, to be honest. I think the tape speaks for itself. I showed everybody in the organization, everyone in the league. That was Charles Zemenyhue. Remember, he had, what, seven sacks in 11 weeks? Is that right? Yep. I think I have the numbers right. That's yeah, right. Seven, sacks seven sacks in 11, sacks, 11 weeks. weeks. That's so right. he was great. Great for this team. Unfortunately, Torres ACL. He's got a year left on his deal. I don't know about you. Like, this is the sad reality of the sport in which you get hurt. Why on, why he can, like, he can at request yeah. whatever, what he wants. You know, everybody thinks they're worth more and should have a new deal. Me too. I don't, I don't care what, yeah, what career you have. We all think we, we should all be making like more, money. Make more money. I don't know anybody that's listening. That's like, you know what? I think I make exactly what I'm worth. I don't know. Uh, maybe think, Disney CEO or may, something. Maybe. That guy makes like $70 million I, I, a year. I think mean, He's probably pretty comfortable. I think 95% of people listening uh, would say, yeah, I think I'm worth more than I get paid. So I Charles Minney who has every right to have that comment. And I would probably feel the same way if I was in his shoes from the outside though. And if I'm the chiefs, you're coming off a torn ACL. You may not be available till October, November. I'm not giving you a multi-year extension. You missed so, six games no last way. year
0: for personal problems. Right. I think we're down to really one of two things happening with Minihue. One he's, he's just off here. He's off base. He's just off base on this conversation. He's right. In the sense that when he was on the field, he performed at an incredibly high level and given the opportunity to be a full-time member of a higher-end rotation, as in he wasn't the seventh guy coming off the bench like he was in San Francisco. He was one of the main key pieces on the defensive line. Man-produced. Can't argue it. Did a great job. One of two things is happening with a mini who I'm now convinced. I think he is either signing a contract extension to stay in Kansas City, in which he's not going to get paid what he thinks he should, but they're like, you know what? You're still young. We like the years out of it. And rather than only get four months of play out of you, cause we know you're coming back late. Let's get a couple of years, strengthen the defensive line. And we don't know which way it goes. And we'll count on you coming back from that injury, but it's not going to be for the pay ones or they're going to cut him. Like, I, I think that it's just as likely he yeah. gets released, then gets a contract extension with the chiefs because based on the money he's owed and the amount of time he'll likely miss, you can make an argument that you might be better taking those resources and and putting them into the free agency market. The cap numbers are always a little bit different, but I, I think but we also, both of those are
1: as likely. But we also know they're building it up for the, they're always building for the playoffs though, right? Like, and so, you know, for me, if I'm thinking about he returns in November, if you feel like you have enough pieces to keep the, the ship stable and afloat, then is it worth still the dollar amount that you're paying a menu for next year i'm not, i'm not signing an extension though i think that'd be crazy but next year cap hit 10.9 million dollars is that worth it still if you know that come november and ultimately we know this team plays in january and usually plays in february these days is is that part beneficial enough to where you're willing to have the 10 because as you said the dead cap is 3.7 yeah so you can the, save money to me that's worth 7 million like it, it's still i'm willing to to cost myself $7 million that he comes back, and all of a sudden I've got a huge reinforcement in November, December, January, February. Now, uh, Tell me if Chris Jones is on the team or not. Well, I fair, might want no, the $7 fair. million dollars if fair. Chris
0: Jones is on the team.
1: I think that's I'd probably fair. take my chances
0: in free agency and see if I can't roll the dice and get the other, the next healthy Charles Aminahew mm-hmm. floating around the market. If I knew Chris Jones or Justin Matabuke, or, you know, if there was just, like, the right player opposite on the defensive line that I knew I could trust. I might feel a little different. This would also be an in-house question for how do you feel about FAU, right? How does, how does the team Absolutely. feel about Felix and UDK Uzama? Because if you're still real worried about the level he can contribute in-house, well, then, yeah, a lot harder to let go of a mini-Hugh and have those conversations. But for him to say, like, and it's not even like a knock. You can say whatever you want. You can want more money. I get it. And based on his performance, when he was in the yeah, he was field, awesome. he's not even wrong. Problem is, you're never going to get paid you, this year. It seems very unlikely, just based on how it went. You had to prove to people that you were, like, he was a fine player in a rotational defensive line in San Francisco. He got a chance to start when he came to Kansas City. When he started, he was great. He was incredibly productive Uh, along a really good defensive line. I mean, you know, George Karloftis and Chris Jones make your life a little easier, but then he got hurt. So it's like, if he had stayed healthy, do we think that this is a crazy conversation? No, not at all. He never injures no, himself. I injury. actually think he's right.
1: Yeah, it's, it's the injury, and I, I personally though wouldn't cut him. As I said, I I, I actually am totally sure. fine with with uh, just having riding him it out, and getting miss, him even if he misses another six or eight games again next year. Uh, but yeah, if he would have been healthy and he would have had thirteen games played, let's say, right because he miss, he 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 missed two games, correct? He missed the title game and the Super Bowl. Yeah, right. So if he would have played thirteen games and had let's call it eight sacks instead of seven, you know, seven sacks at 11 games never gets hurt. And we're just riding the same momentum. I think I'd be sitting here telling you, hey, you should work out like a two or three year deal. He's still Charles 26, right? He's yeah. still young. So it, it, it's just holidays? the injury where I think you have to be concerned like that. Are you going to commit unless he wants to sign another team friendly multi-year deal? You know, what does he want? Is is it the years that he wants guarantee money, obviously, but that if you, if you want to sign another team friendly deal for two or three more years, then, then it might be interested just but, to get some guarantees in you, your life, fine. but if you want the dollar amount that you think you are worth just based off of prior to the injury, I, I don't think that exists. No, there's just not enough evidence of time. You
0: can't miss time every single year and expect to do it. He said in that, like you pointed out, he said he doesn't think he belongs in like the Bosa T.J. Watt camp, but that he believes he should be mentioned in the next tier of pass rushers. After that, and I'm like, ooh, ooh,
1: <sighs> a lot of confidence as he Man. said. No, good, good. I hope
0: he has confidence
1: thinking of money and decisions. And we were talking to begin the hour about the salary cap, the implications it has one of the wide receivers that I think was a bit of a dream, but still we always kind of felt like less of we, a dream three
0: we, months ago than it was we, like
1: three weeks ago. Yeah, I mean, even when we were on radio row in Las Vegas, I, I had some fun on Twitter and I, cause frankly I, I knew some people would, would uh, React. interact to it, which was, <laughs> we saw T Higgins walking by and I took a photo and said, future chiefs wide receiver T Higgins and Cincinnati fans got all upset in my mentions. And that was by design. Um, but, He's tagged by Cincinnati, twenty one point eight million dollars is what the franchise tag um, deal is going to be for Higgins. Now they can trade him. That's still a possibility. They're not going to trade him to Kansas City, but they could trade him. They could also work out a long term deal. What do you think actually happens there? Because that that name is off the list. And so if we're going through, that means best wide receiver available on the market: Mike Evans, Michael Pittman Jr., Calvin Ridley, Hollywood Brown. T Higgins is not going to be not going to be available.
0: I are they going to trade him or are they just figuring because his cap number went up, they can eat a year of T Higgins and buy themselves another season. I think that this is about Cincinnati trying to keep their playoff window open more than anything else. I think this is like the Chris Jones tag in the sense that I don't necessarily think this means T Higgins is going to get a long-term deal with Cincinnati versus they know T Higgins and Jamar chase and Joe Burrow back for a year together Gives them another shot at a Super Bowl title, one of which they have zero of in their franchise's history. And they want to try to, like, keep the band together-ish enough for one more year, right? The problem with it, like, I don't like Higgins because I think he might have been an almost perfect fit for the Chiefs system. It was an obvious. It was an obvious fit. But, I mean, come on. Teams don't
1: just let good players go all the time. They're just going to pay him $22 million instead. Let him pay him. A few people on the text line said Justin Jefferson is going to be available as well. We're talking free agents. Even if Justin Jefferson actually became available in Minnesota because they couldn't do a deal, they're not cutting him. They're trading him. So, like, yeah. you know, he thought, he thought he, Justin Jefferson's not available unless things fall apart. I'm Kinda talking about scary. free agent wide receivers. T. Higgins is not a free agent anymore. He's been tagged. Justin Jefferson was never a free agent. So we're talking about Mike, the guys that are free agents, Mike Evans, Calvin Ridley. Hollywood. Brown. It's like, if
0: you trade it for Justin Jefferson, not only are you going to have to give up, I assume, multiple first round picks.
1: Oh, for Jefferson, yeah, and yeah. pay him
0: thirty five to forty million dollars a year. Look, I know Dusty asked the question on the morning show, and I thought it. Like I said, would you rather have Marvin Harrison Jr. or Justin <laughs> Jefferson, or would it, like at equal cost? Like, because that's the Cause question. Do I get Marvin Harrison on a rookie deal still for four years. Because then the answer is Marvin Harrison Jr. But if the answer is just One of the two wide receivers on my roster, and the cost
1: is the same. Justin Jefferson, sure, known commodity. Yeah, (laughs) I know what he can be, and I think Marvin Harrison's going to be great. But uh, Justin Jefferson is great. I don't have to know that he might be sure
0: or hope that he could be. I know for a fact Justin Jefferson is probably the best receiver in the entire NFL. But man, I say what sometimes dreaming about those would be a lot of fun just because. Well, we had. Imagine one of those. what we it did would be did have like to just. Yeah, I you're know. saying like and it was fun.
1: I, I get what you're saying. It was fun. It's funny because I've done the same thing where I'm like, imagine him on this team. Like we did. It's have, just a different we, kind of wide receiver. I, so it seems I even know. more fun. You want the guy that can just go grab the football off of t- someone's head, which Tyree yeah. Kill did occasionally. He actually was good yeah. at high pointing. I, I. But it's funny. We had one of those wide receivers, and Peter King today, when in his column where he announced his retirement, uh, Peter King mentioned that the Chiefs, since trading Tyree Kill, have won 32 games. I think it is and two circles since they traded Tyree Kill.
0: Pretty I'm good, nuts. Let me ask you guys a question: Eight no in the postseason or whatever, seven and no.
2: What kind of wide receiver does Kansas City need? Because I well, think that well, that I do, should I'd, figure out. We could build uh, off of that. Start I, with I wanna, they
1: need speed. I want to speed, but I also like, we they're slow. Like we yeah. So I, you and I disagree. I think a little bit on that. We've talked about this on air and off air. So speed was like them not having speed wasn't the problem this year. Nvs one of the fastest dudes in the league. That was, is he it, anymore? Is he? Oh, I don't Everyone's know. Everyone's coming in with like four he, threes. He might have been one of the fastest guys in the leagues like three years ago. NVS was fast. Kadarius Tony, plenty athletic and fast. Uh, McClendon, plenty athletic. You know what I I want a dude that can go and catch freaking football for starters. How about let's start baseline there. They had a bunch of guys who could catch the football. They were the slow guys who played more than all the guys you just (laughs) mentioned. And (laughs) and, and, and I want the athletic guy mixed in. How about that? I want the athletic guy that can catch that's fast. As in, you know, a top tier wide receiver. I I I want Marvin to say, you know, A.J. Brown. Big body wide receiver. I would like an AJ Brown. Yeah, DK Metcalf. That's the yeah. situation. DK Metcalf is still funny because we always go back and forth to the Hardman stuff. We all talk yeah. like DK Metcalf is actually AJ Brown or Justin Jefferson. He's a very good wide receiver, good. but let's not act like DK Metcalf is a tier plus below those guys easily. Like I, I know it's easy because of the Hardman comparison, and at least Hardman now has a walk off touchdown. Fair. So. He's you know? a tier below the guys you just mentioned. absolutely. Yeah. but sometimes we act like DK Metcalf's consistently having fifteen hundred yard seasons, and he's that's not who he is.
0: The the big-bodied guy, and I know Rasheed Rice is only like six foot or six one, but like I feel like they have the sure-handed get the ball possession with enough speed guy in Rasheed Rice. Absolutely, I think they need more athleticism in the position. I get what you're saying. You're like, but Tony and those guys, yeah, but they stink. They were athletic, but they were bad at literally everything else. I'll take an athletic guy who's just a little bit better at some of the things. Yeah, but I'm sick of Like, I, obviously, I, I, I'd I, like the perfect fit wide receiver. Yeah. But, yeah, I understand. I don't want the, tired of the five. Yeah, I was <laughs> going say, everyone's those, tired of that. I, get I
1: it. don't want the damn 5'11 guy that is super quick. I don't give a damn about it. Give me the guy that is 6'3", pretty good speed, but can catch and is a great route runner. You know, this is, a, sign little up for like, that.
0: This is a little bit like the asking Andy Reid to run over the years. <laughs> he has, like, twice In the entire time he's been a coach, had the type of receiver you have. One was T.O. and it worked fine. It got him to a Super Bowl. He hyperbaric chambered his leg, and they almost got a win as a result of it. But I mean, he just he does that so infrequently. And look, I don't want the five foot seven guy unless he's Tyreek again. Like unless he's just (laughs) that level of. But I'm like, like I'll take the just. I'll take the five. (laughs) I'll take the five eleven or six foot if it's got true athleticism, and like. Knows how to jump more than MVS. We looked this up because, like, part of me was like, wait. I'd ask Gold a question off air once. I said, does MVS just not jump? As in, he just chooses not to? Or is he just incapable of jumping high? And it actually turns out, just so you guys are curious, it turns out he's incapable of jumping high. He had one of the worst verticals. It
1: was was like bottom 5% or something. Yeah, he was terrible at it.
0: No vertical jump in the draft. It was one of his weakest athletic points across the board he's just tall and can run straight with very little other things outside of that god i just hope that they get some people are mentioning other guys they want now, like keon coleman or do you want
1: darnell mooney I mean, keon, and, cool well, keon coleman would be sensational he's projected to Adunze go Jose like, is my dream wide receiver but he's also just happening. like marvin harrison jr where it's like just give us happening. a realistic i'm dream. just not gonna yeah i'm not gonna talk about those two players because it's just, yeah, it's just not how Coleman's C- Coleman, yeah, but yeah. I'm talking about Marvin Harrison Jr. and uh Romeo, uh, Romeo Dobbs, or not uh, Romeo Dobbs, Ro- yeah, sorry, I'll Romeo Do- da- Dobbs was nice, that'd be nice. I'd take him too, actually. I'll take Jaden Reed. By the way, what's his height since we're talking about it now? 6'4,
0: 6'4, 216.
1: That's, six That's your 6'4. By the time he gets in the NFL, work him up to 220, six 225.
0: By, six the way, by the time he gets the NFL, he'll be 6'2. Let's just, let's be realistic about college listed
1: heights and actual heights. Let's call him 6'3", 225 rookie season in the NFL. I like the sound of that. That'd be fine with me. All right, let's get to what's trending. When we come back, we'll also talk about the pitcher uh, who has a chance to do something very, very special in a KC uniform.